0: Hello, my name is Nick Spacek, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we speak with actor and musician Alex Emanuel about the recent indie rock comedy drama, The Incoherence.
1: Must say it was great When it was great. their souls made beauty out of clothing locks and forgot about the gunshots and putting the holes in the uptown bus it was strictly downtown for us the nights turned into the day. getting lost in a concrete bay.
0: Director Jared Barrow's The Incoherence sees four 40-somethings, each mired in some sort of midlife malaise, reunite their 90s indie rock band. Written by Jeff Auer, who also plays the lead role of Bruce, the film explores friendships, marriage, and life in general through the eyes of these guys just trying to play the songs they love. Alex Emanuel, who plays the role of Jimmy, served as music supervisor, and along with Jeff Auer, wrote the original songs the band performed in the film. Emmanuel recruited some friends, guitarist Sean Eden of Luna and drummer Kevin March of Guided by Voices, to perform on the tracks as well, resulting in a collection of tunes that perfectly capture the era in which they were supposed to have been written. We spoke with Alex Emmanuel ahead of the film's release back in April to talk about all of this and more. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk about this movie with me.
1: My pleasure, man.
0: Um I watched it last night and it's a blast and a half, man. Like I was <laughs> it like I'm forty, so like I'm a little younger than everyone in the film, but it hit right. a lot right. of it hit a lot of familiar points for me
1: very cool uh well, oddly we were uh it's, it was a long time in the making uh especially for jeff and i uh the writer um uh when we originally did it, it was supposed to be guys pushing forty and it ended up being guys <laughs> pushing fifty, <laughs> which maybe uh was made it a little bit more uh i don't know uh whatever <laughs>
0: i th- i i think it I've interviewed a, a lot of musicians um lately from like the Kansas City area who have been releasing albums very long sort of after their heyday like you know first new album in like 16 20 years and um oh yeah the question I was asking is like did you all just like get to the point where your kids are old enough and you're just like dad's going to take a weekend and record this record with his buddies
1: Oh well, I'm I'm not married. Uh but uh Jeff is and has kids. Um but it, how it came about, I mean, I I played in bands for for many years and uh unfortunately my own bands uh uh we couldn't get back together um if we tried. I mean, <laughs> everyone has gone their separate ways and uh or hate each other or something like that. But uh um uh so the incoherence is actually a fictional band um, and uh i wrote the music with uh, uh with jeff and uh and then um the other two uh, actors playing on the uh uh on the songs are musicians as well as actors but i um, got my two of my favorite musicians to to play along with uh, jeff and i uh, when we actually recorded the songs uh, in the studio,
0: what I love about
1: which I I could go into that. Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. No, no, no. Because like the thing that uh, grabbed me a lot when I was listening to it is just like that guitar tone is like I think so important for a a, a film like this is that the songs have to hit and they they hit in this way that they sound exactly like they came out of the late 80s to early 90s like indie rock scene Thank um thanks
1: man well that's that's exactly what we were going for and of course i was you know for me that's just my sweet spot in regards to writing um but uh i uh, um interesting enough i I quit playing in bands just after i turned forty. uh (laughs) when my last uh band which to me was my best band called permission and there are a couple of songs by us on the soundtrack uh there are a few of my old bands sprinkled in into the into the soundtrack but um uh i uh demoed uh 25 songs for the film um with with jeff i did full band demos and then when it came about uh, you know the time to uh to do to go into the studio i wanted i'm i'm a i'm a originally i'm a bass player and uh more of a rhythm guitar player i'm a you know garage band lead guitar player and i said well i want to get one of my favorite lead guitarists to uh to do stuff and to to play on the songs that are on the uh Gonna be on the track and I was gonna play rhythm and, and play bass. And I contacted my friend Sean Eden from the band Luna, who's a wonderful lead guitar player. And he was, and I was, frankly, I was gonna be slightly nervous as to what he was gonna think. Cause I had been out of the game for a long time. And he was like, dude, <laughs> those guitar lines are great, man. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm just gonna do them. I'm just gonna, you know, uh, add a little, you know, Sean Eden-esque quality to them. And uh, and then and drummer, our drummer, Kevin Kevin March from uh, Guided by Voices and the Dam Builders um, said basically the same thing. He was like, you know, he was like, you sequenced all that, all those drum parts on GarageBand? <laughs> uh, you, you know, you, well... I had learned how to play drums at one point a few years ago because I did a rock musical at Oregon Shakespeare and I had played a a drummer in it. So, uh, I guess I kind of like, and being a bass player, you kind of always click into drummers. You know, I'm sorry. I'm talking a little too much here. No, no, this is
0: fantastic. No, it's perfect. I think that you got like Sean Eden to play on these songs that you had written and like kind of already come up with like because. Like, Luna is so, was so well known for, like, their many, many cover songs. So, uh, like, 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 you've got somebody who can come in and take a song that's already, like, in form of some sort and, like, turn it into something new.
1: Yeah, no, he was, it was, it was so down to the wire, too. And he was like, oh, I haven't really worked in that. So we'd be sitting in the studio, and I'm like, this is sort of what I'm, I'm thinking, you know, and we, he, he's so easy to work with. And, uh, Kevin is just a, a consummate pro. He just came in and just like nailed all the songs. Like, uh, apparently, you know, it's like that's apparently how he works with, with GBV too, where Bob sends him stuff and he just, you know, he just nails this stuff on first takes. But for me, uh, yeah, the, when I hear people tell me that, uh, the songs remind them of, of the replacements or uh, Archers of Loaf or bands like Polvo or or Sonic Youth or then I feel like, or Pavement, I've, or Sebado, I've, I've, I've accomplished exactly what I wanted to do then, you know? Um, And with sounding like them, but not sounding like, them. you know what I mean? Right. I think it sounds like you believe the Incoherence were a band that played at that time.
0: I think I think like the thing in the film that really made it click for me is that you know they they go to Boston to play the Middle East opening for the Sheila Divine, right. which I'm like, that's a deep pull. Like that's a that's a that's a that's a very good like band that like that just that that just like made my heart sing. I was like, that's <laughs> that's, that's that is exactly
1: well, that's, that's, that's Jeff for you. That's Jeff is, is so so when Jeff and I met. Jeff Auer, who wrote the, uh, the uh, film and um, plays uh, the lead singer, Bruce, in it, um, and is one of my co-producers as well. He, he and I met in the late 90s. We did this uh, low-budget, independent film together called Monotony. And then uh, I, I at that about that time, I broke up with my last band, which was this band called Ten Pal that I was touring with. I was Touring with them and uh, it fell apart rather miserably. And I moved to Chicago to get my acting legs up. And um, and I worked with the Steppenwolf Theater. And I love while I love the music in Chicago. I mean, I love the and Cake and I love Tortoise and Vance You know, I just wasn't. Uh, it wasn't my scene. I was. I'm a New York New York musician, and so I wasn't tempted there. Um, but then I came back. And uh, um, interestingly enough, like within a week, I was walking up the street in Ludlow and uh, on Ludlow Street. And uh, uh, the guys from Urge Overkill were walking <laughs> the other way, uh, were walking towards me. And and I'm and I my my friend Charlie used to play with them. Uh, uh, but uh, I uh, they they looked at me and they pointed at me and there's like you're that guy from that play in Chicago. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wow, that's really weird that they recognize me from this play in Chicago. And then very soon after that, I ran into Jeff on the street and he goes, I've written this movie. It's about these guys who get this, their nineties indie rock band together. And, and I remember you played in bands and, uh, and he sent me the script and I was like, this is my life. And, um, so, but, uh, like, uh, you know, that's, he's a real, Jeff is, uh, always listening to new music as I am. I mean, you know, he and I fell in love at the same time, 10 years ago to deer Hunter <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, we just had this, did this thing on, uh, on Instagram, like a live thing where we talked about our favorite bands and he, he said Radiohead and I said the Rolling Stones, <laughs> but, uh, you know it's like in some ways Radiohead are the Rolling Stones of of yeah the next generation and uh, and one of my favorite bands of all time too but uh yeah no, know I'm glad I, I I played at Middle East uh um in the 90s and I uh and I actually I saw pavements first uh, first ever east coast appearance with, at the Middle East oh jeez um and I remember their drummer Gary uh was was uh uh greeting everyone at the door. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I could always go on tangents, so stop me whenever you feel like it.
0: No, you, you, you say, like, you read the script and it's your life, and hearing you talk about all of these bands, is Jimmy you, or at the very least, the bit where, like he's listing off all of the bands with jewels like is that drawn from you like because i'm like i'm hearing you talk about it and i'm like i'm thinking back to that scene
1: because yeah definitely it's jimmy is is me with a a slightly a little bit more gruff like like uh, my older brother um, and, uh, you know, a guy who played lead guitar in bands, as opposed to me, I was, you know, played bass and rhythm, but, uh, um, also a, a songwriter who liked collaborating with, with someone else. Always. I always loved doing that, having that collaborative partner. Um, when he lists off, I think 21, well, he <laughs> okay. talks about how he had been in 21 bands since, uh, the incoherence had been broken up. And I remember that day, Jeff had given me this list of of these uh, uh, band names that he made up, and I, and I was like, I, I can only remember a few of them. He's like, say anything. <laughs> so I basically threw in a couple, you know, a couple funny names. As long as I ended up on chalkboard nails, that was the only thing. <laughs> that mattered. But yeah, I, 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 well, I didn't play in quite 21 bands. Um, I probably in the course of all my years, it's probably been, it was probably about 10, 10 to 12. Yeah. So, you know,
0: the song, um, like there are quite a few musical performances by the incoherence in, in the film. The, the one that like is really sort of like the, the, the pinnacle uh, where you know, um, uh, you've got they all kind of rally, um, and like Bruce, like just like walks out of his job and it's like I'm in a rock and roll band and I've got a show tonight and I'm gonna go play it.
1: Right, right, right. He, he, he opens up his shirt and he's got my seat, my old CBGB's t-shirt on it underneath. That's from uh, I used to bartend there. so.
0: What song? W- which song is that?
1: That's called "Cosmopolitan Sheen," and, um, and that was one of the. That was when when I started. So so, um, dial back like about six years or so, and uh, we, um, I had uh, hooked us up with this guy with uh, Jared Burrell, who's our director and one of our producers, and. Um, his brother, uh, Jordan, and I had done a bunch of short films with them. And and I, oh, and I knew that they had grown up playing in bands, though they're, you know, 10 years younger than us. They're your age. And, but this film resonated, the script resonated with them. And then we had finally found our producing partners and someone who's a, a, a director with, with, with a great eye and so forth and then we were ramping up to uh we shot a a little teaser and um for like no money and uh then we were ramping up to shoot and i was like i gotta put my money where my mouth is i said i was gonna write the music for this band (laughs) and i've never been a home recording guy i've always been a live person and so i kind of like decided i'm gonna teach myself how to do this how to record stuff at home and then i ended up know recorded 25 songs and the first one that really where we really like felt like we had found what we wanted where we were going was that song was cosmopolitan sheen that was the first one where jeff and i were like that one's going to be in the movie um and it's one where i'm i i, I wrote it in dad gad D A D G A D and it's just and i did a there's a uh a little, uh, it, it's just supposed to be about back when New York was New York, and so it's kind of the perfect song for that moment when they've kind of like, this is who they are, you know. We've we've, we've 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 we're we're doing this, and people are gonna, you know, and uh, it, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a nice moment. I'm glad that you like that. So it's kind of a replacement e kind yeah. of song, I think.
0: It's very sort it, of it's. Right it's like ramshackle but like just like propulsive which i adore
1: cool uh, man what cool. Yeah. uh
0: will these songs ever see release on their own
1: yeah i i we hope i think we're going to release them on spotify um and uh along with the the songs by the the couple songs by jared who who not only is our director but he he plays our sort of arch villain. He's the, the <laughs> leader of this band that we think is awful young band called Sex and High Death, which you know it, the, the name alone makes you uh, want to punch <laughs> them. And uh, uh, so uh, the hope is we had you know we had we had had such fun recording Jeff and I was the first time he'd ever really like. I think, recorded in a a studio like that. And uh, we recorded at Magic Door in uh, uh, Montclair, New Jersey, with Ray Ketchum, whose band Elk City has a couple songs on the soundtrack, wonderful songs on the soundtrack. They're they're a great band. Um, And um, uh, we had always hoped there were a few songs that we had also wanted to be in the film. You know, and we, and we, I, I basically gave these 25 demos to Jared and I said, pick seven and he picked seven. And Jeff and I was like, we're like, well, we love those six, but <laughs> ah, damn, I wish we had something else, you know? And I mean, the, the, the slow song that's in the film, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. more than a trend, I wrote like last minute and the song that, and they apparently had an album, the, the band had an album out called Irrational Devotion in the nineties. So I said, we need a song called the rational devotion. So those were the, like the last two tunes I wrote and they ended up being in the film. Uh, But yeah, I'd like to, we'd love to go back in to the studio if possible and, and round it out. But I think uh, that might, that might take a little (laughs) while, especially with social distancing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the, the film's a, a blast. And I mean, the, the cast is amazing and you get to work with, like, I love, like, I love the fact that, like, Annette O'Toole plays
1: just, like,
0: not who you would expect Annette O'Toole
1: to play. Um, and just, like. Well, she, she you know, that's the thing. It's like we just didn't know, you know, when we, when we find out she was interested in it uh, through our, you know, our casting director and wonderful Adrian Stern. To find out that she was interested, and then we're like, well, of course. I mean, her husband uh, was Michael McKeon from uh, Spinal Tap. You know, <laughs> she's a, a rock fan. And Amy Carlson, who plays the record exec at the end, she uh, is married to the, the guy from Left Savi Fav. Fav. Fav- I, sorry, oh yeah, Fav- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but she used to play in bands, and we had apparently you know run across each other in the 90s and so it was interesting that people you know and and kate errington who plays the lead uh her husband is michael shannon and he played in bands so there's this kind of like people were drawn to the script they were like this is our life and, you know and and that so we found all the right people you know
0: oh absolutely i have to ask <clears throat> One of the things that I really took away from the movie was the fact that, like, uh, all of the, the women in the film are, like, they're not the usual, like, women characters in a movie where it's, like, a bunch of dudes getting the band back together, where they're just kind of, like, right, yeah. shrill and things like not that. <laughs> like, um, like, uh, Kate Arrington's, uh, character, Liz, the, the, the wife of Bruce, like, she, you know, she is also, like, reaching this point where like she wants to do this thing she also loved and right. um and Margaret uh Anne Florence's yeah, Debbie the like, like what I what I love about like her character especially is like you uh your character um Jimmy and her character Debbie like they have this like burgeoning romance but it's right. it's age appropriate <laughs> which is so I'm just like, Oh, she's like my age, like where it's like younger, but not like, I think once every, like my wife and I were talking about this last night, like once everybody gets over 40, like we're, we're all in one big group. <laughs> they could... Yeah.
1: There was a little bit of a discussion about that because, you know, I just kept getting older and, uh, you know, we, we needed to, you know, we had to find the right Debbie who was, uh, um, you know, you believed it, not, you know, I mean, it, had she been 25 or something, or, or 30, it, 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 people might have balked, I think, you know. But uh she has this youthful exuberance, but she's also got this kind of nerdy rock chick quality to her. Um, you know, you believe that she's gone to see bands 60 nights in a row, or whatever <laughs> it is, and that she has this rock blog. And, uh um yeah, that really worked out. I'm very happy with that. You know, so yeah, it would have sucked if people said, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's creepy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, like that would have affected like how I think everybody viewed your character. Definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Um, But, uh, you know, I mean, not that she couldn't have been in her early 30s or late 20s. It's just that, you know that's depicted so often in film uh you know Harrison Ford is with you know, <laughs> someone 30 40 years younger than her so to have, you know i think i think i'm I, I might be like 12 years older well i don't want to you know whatever yeah we, we don't want to be talking about women's ages here
0: um so um the the film uh we'll finally get its release and all of that. Like, so right? what, what other projects do you have in the works now that this, this after so many years, it has finally come out?
1: Well, uh, Jeff and I, um, uh, have written a, a pilot, uh, to, we would love to turn this into a TV show. And, uh, the gist of it is, is that it, 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 it goes back and forth between now and when the band was uh getting together when the band you know was uh first forming in the early 90s and and uh it kind of ends with them breaking up uh so you you kind of are going back it, it kind of starts it jumps it jumps off right at the end of the film and but then it kind of goes back into the 90s. So you see them forming. And of course, we'll we'll find, you know, actors to play us when we were younger and for those for that stuff. But we also get then get to, you know, have some have some fun with it, and play, <laughs> uh, you know, and get, uh, you know, young like, you know, they could be on the bill with Sevado and get some people <laughs> to play Sebado back then or something like that, you know and uh uh that so so that's something that I'm I'm excited about if there ever is any filming again in the world uh and if you know if we could get a a, a showrunner who's interested in it enough it'll be a fun to write songs for that and uh and um and depict 90s East Village which is you know quintessential to that song couple Paul, <laughs> sheen and and to where the encoder, cause I, you know, I was part of that here. And I mean, it was a vibrant place, man, with the Brownies and Max Fish and CBGB and, uh, you know, all the different places and all the bands that came out of it. And I mean, one of the hardest things for me with the film was that, you know, I mean, it's a true indie and, you know, uh, we didn't have Hollywood money and, um, you know, I had imagined. You know, I was going to get my all my friends from Girls Against Boys to be on the soundtrack, <laughs> and my friends from Subido, and and uh, from, uh, you know, Guided by Voices, and all these bands. I was going, and I was going to ask uh, uh, Evan Dando. You know, and of course, we couldn't afford any of this stuff. So uh, we went out and found a lot of incredible free music to to round it out. And um, so that's something that I'm working towards. I'm also uh, uh, slowly working up a documentary uh, about my uh, my father was a, an illustrator. Uh, his name is Robert Grossman. Mm-hmm. He uh, known for uh, uh, doing a, a lot of political satirical work for Rolling Stone and, and Time and, and New York Magazine and so forth. And also he uh, he did the poster for the movie Airplane oh you know with the airplane mm-hmm. and he passed away two years ago and was a really remarkable person and i so i'm working on sort of a, a low budget documentary about him though it hit a snag now because i can't interview anybody um i'd rather not have interviews over zoom <laughs> for, for the doc but so those are two things uh that i'm working on and um Uh, during this quarantine i've uh i've just uh, been working on a lot of music um i uh i think i have about 15 songs right now that need lyrics i mean i've worked up the all the the lead guitar bass drums rhythm guitar everything's done for them and uh i gotta push myself to write some lyrics you know uh it's interesting because uh in regards to how we did the songs, like I would write these songs. And then I kind of like imagined the songs in the film. I like kind of imagine how the vocal line would go. Um, And I'd kind of like, and then Jeff would just give me like basically a tone poem, you know, a poem without even listening to the music. And then I'd, you know, I'd say this, this film is sort of about this. This song is about this. And he'd send me these lyrics that were brilliant. And then I'd arrange them into the thing and do a quick demo of me singing them. And then he'd sing them. And I was like, where the hell were you, man? All the years <laughs> I played in bands. So you're like the perfect foil to me. You're like the frickin' John, you know, the, the, the Mick Jagger to my Keith Richards. Uh, so, uh, but I used to write lyrics, so I, I, I gotta hit, you know, I gotta bust, you know, I gotta, I got to pull some out of me and, and write some of these songs.
0: Well, I can't wait to hear them. And Alex, thank you so much for taking time out of your afternoon to talk to me. This has been a blast.
1: My, my pleasure, man.
0: Thanks to Alex Emanuel for talking with me. You can follow him on Twitter at rolomanhattan Manhattan and on Facebook at Alex Emanuel, which is A-L-E-X-E-M-A-N-U-E-L. His website is alexemmanuel.com. The Incoherence website is theincoherence.com and can be found on Twitter and Facebook at Incoherence Film or on Instagram at The Incoherence. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at FromAnInspiredBy.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at FromInspiredPod, and can be found on Instagram at FromAnInspiredBy. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify click those follow and subscribe buttons, please. Also, please hit up the website and click on the aid and assistance button to help pay for web hosting and long distance fees. And remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking with composer Timothy Williams about his work on We Summon the Darkness, Brightburn, and more. Until then, thanks for listening. We need coherence. Tyler! I time.